0: Welcome to Rem and Sam off-season days. Raining outside, just—it's the nice summer, but cozy. you wouldn't know
1: it. It's storming like crazy out. Yeah. You probably are gonna hear like a thunder strike in the background at some point.
0: Construction, who knows? But um, no, it's the same way as it is outside. You know, we're just everyone's chilling. Nothing, nothing wild is going on. And, um, but that doesn't mean nothing interesting is going on, which is why we're here. There's some under
1: the radar things worth mentioning. Some stuff, some moves happening in silence, some stuff maybe worth talking about.
0: Yeah. So last, last pod was dominated just by Kevin Durant as it should have been. So of course we have this pod is kind of the cleanup crew. We come back, got to pick up the pieces And um, one of the biggest pieces, we'll start with NFL here, Baker Mayfield. Former number one overall pick. On the move. Gets traded to the Panthers. And um, we can get into the trade a little bit. uh, But, Ram, the the Browns are confident. They just said, no, backup plan, we're fine.
1: Well, the Browns brought in Jacoby Brissett as well. So that is ultimately going to be their backup plan. I think they announced a while ago that... They were, going, they were going to start Jacoby Brissett if Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. was going to miss some time. They just, the free agent stuff, It you know, apparent, the trade obviously for Baker hadn't worked out. But I think officially they brought Jacoby Brissett in as well. So they, you know, he was officially on the roster. Mm-hmm. They had him. They could make the move. You know, who knows whether or not Jacoby Brissett is the answer for Cleveland. But at least the timing of it all, that definitely definitely seems to point to maybe why now. But with the Baker thing... Going to the Panthers, if you kind of just look a- around the league right now, most teams are either set at quarterback or at least have something they're going to try, some sort of identity they want to form Bro. at the quarterback position. The Panthers are maybe the one team in the league that just didn't have that. Mm-hmm. They drafted Matt Corell in the I, fourth or fifth round of this year's draft. Yeah. The quarterback class was a little shaky. He was one of one of the prospects in there, you know, who knows what his upside could be. Obviously starting Sam Donald last year, but just, and just from a talent standpoint on the rest of the roster as well, just nothing from an identity or a direction standpoint that you could at least, you know, go like, this is where we want to take our team this year. Baker, he's not a long-term answer, but at least he's sort of an identity guy. Mm-hmm. Like he'll bring some character to the team. Who knows, you know, what you think about his character. But at least he's going to bring it to this football team. And this team didn't have anything besides Robbie Anderson going in.
0: Yeah. No, I totally agree. I mean, there's still Christian McCaffrey, you know, a workhorse. But, no, I definitely Stay on think, the field, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah. He needs to play games first. Um, but I definitely think that, you know, I, I see why. I mean, I I just, even with Jacoby Brissett, though, in I still would have rather kept Baker Mayfield. I know it was a whole mess and all that. But I, I still think they could have found a way to work it out. Um, but, you know, I think Jacoby Percet, it's not that big of a drop-off between him and Mayfield. I just, you know, the, the Browns were, you know, a couple plays away from beating us, the Chiefs, you know, in the playoffs. Um, a couple of years back with Mayfield, so I, I definitely like that the Panthers, you know, I, I, I'm i kind of slowly tiptoeing off the Sam Darnold bandwagon, and I definitely... You're just sneaking out, nobody's noticing. Just sneaking noticing. out, you know, no no one needs to know, we're, we're going out the back door, um, and I think the whole league kind of is, so, you know, it was good for the Panthers, and I think in a surprisingly weak division, you know, outside of the Bucks with... Tom Brady, you know, who knows what they could make happen with a solid quarterback play. They got pieces, like you mentioned, Anderson, still have McCaffrey. And that defense, I think, was – I think they were slightly – quietly decent last year. They got some, I mean, some good players. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, Jeremy Chen, I think, was had a solid year. Uh, J.C. Horn. Oh, yeah, I love Jack Jeremy Shaq Thompson, Chen. you know. I think he. they also had some uh, quietly good years last year. So, you know, I – is baker mayfield the easily the second best quarterback in this division because yeah brady obviously um i guess it would be close with james winston and then you know whoever the falcons put out because they did trade matt ryan um to y'all and <laughs> to the Colts. you guys have fun with that but with the falcons yeah they have marcus Mariota. so you know a little, little mostly you know what average up? quarterback play I but i think mayfield's guess, the second best one A lot of Desmond Ritter
1: hype, though, coming Mm -hmm. out for the Falcons. So maybe Desmond Ritter, like, if we're thinking this exercise week six on, maybe it's Ritter's the second-best quarterback in the division. I don't know if I would start thinking about the Panthers as some kind of sleeper team. I guess maybe he could be a reclamation project. He is a former number one overall pick. Yeah. But I think more importantly, he's like an alpha leader. Like I said, this team just really has has no alpha leaders. And... Uh, they do have a lot of nice young pieces. DJ Moore has always been in the fantasy circles, a guy that has needed a good quarterback to sort of hit his peak. They've got, like we said, good players on defense. A big Jeremy Chin guy. Yeah. I love Jeremy Chin. Brian Burns has showed talent there. They've uh, they've drafted okay. I So, you know, I don't think the Panthers are going to make any sort of splash. I think by default they're just – well, not by default. They are one of the weakest rosters. In the conference of already weak rosters – and, um, I don't, I just don't think there's a lot of upside there, but like we said, it's a weak conference and maybe if Mayfield, uh, if it is a reclamation project, maybe there is some sleeper stuff. I don't know, but I don't know if I would buy it.
0: I'm totally zagging, man. I think this is a pretty, I, I know it's in terms of like, you know, overall, I get, get what you mean by it being a pretty weak roster, but I think the conference as a whole is pretty weak and I think it's a pretty middle of the pack, which is better than when it's been the last couple of years. I I think Mayfield, while he may be, you know, a bit of a reclamation project. I mean, this guy's still a solid quarterback. Two years ago, last year he was hurt all year, so I'd argue he's he's pretty good for a reclamation project. How many years has he been in the league? Like two, three years. Like so, I definitely think that you know it's. I'm I'm kind of high on this team in terms of just how weak NFC is. I mean, when you look outside of the NFC West, which just freaking loaded. Um, you know, the best team is the Packers without Adams, you know, then you get into the Cowboys, then you're starting to get like, so if you really look at the team's, you know, they're probably what top seven, top eight team in the conference, which is definitely good enough for the playoffs. So, and considering how bad the Panthers have been the last couple of years, I think it's an upside. I think Mayfield has upside in himself just because of how young he is as a, you know, considering how much playoff experience he's had. And um, I, I, I really value that one game against us. Yeah, he's 27. So, you know, he still has a couple of years to get into his prime. And I really value that one game they had against us, the Chiefs, when we won the ring. I mean, we, they should have won that game, quite frankly. And, you know, they, they got screwed over the last second. And, you know, they you know I, I kind of thought the Browns played better that day. And while Mayfield they did get traded to a team with less talent, You know McCaffrey's still one of the best running backs when healthy like you mentioned Robbie Anderson they have weapons Um, I mean their defense isn't as solid but I mean they don't have to face up against Josh Allen and Mahomes and all You know all the monsters that are in AFC So and especially with those AFC teams beating up on each other. I'm telling you I I really like this trade for the Panthers and I'm you know if hopefully Matt rule can just not (laughs) implode as a coach that's really... That's, it's mostly Matt Rule, but I, I, I really like this team. I like this team. They were already
1: the third worst team in the conference last year. And if you're just looking at the teams around them, thinking about who has a chance to sort of jump up, obviously, if you look at the teams above them, like Seattle's going to take a step down. You know, there's some obvious ones. But just the bottom teams, who could jump up? The Giants, right underneath them, is, another, is a team that maybe they brought in Brian Dayball. Is Brian Dayball... You know, revamping that offense more important to bring in Baker Mayfield. Who knows? The Lions have gotten more talent, so I just think those teams are in better spots than the Panthers are right now, even with Baker and a lot of the it May- Lions.
0: Yeah, I like. Yeah, I like the oh, Lions. Oh, Jerry got. Come on, man. Jared got in that roster. Uh, I, I they have better. Know.
1: I would rather have the Lions' weapons, like their skill guys.
0: You really hate Christian McCaffrey? Huh? I don't hate McCaffrey. But like you're telling me you'd rather have. TJ Hawkinson is the best you know, skill player on this team I'm on Ross A. Brown
1: James, Yeah Like the James end of the year Williams? Give me more than James one year. year
0: Like what five games Five six games I always say Brown played well like, DeAndre Swift showed some stuff DJ Chark Man come on come I think I had some fantasy scars get out of here. McCaffrey. Maybe I'm telling you man Maybe But McCaffrey is easily the best player Out of those two rosters then you you know DJ Moore like you mentioned was a really he he had a solid year last year I think the last five four five six seasons he's had a thousand yards um, I he's can check that nice. but yeah and then you have Robbie Anderson deep threat so I'm telling you man if he um we as we know with the Browns uh, Mayfield is most dangerous when he has a good running back good running game and if if uh, McCaffrey can stay healthy if Matt Rule can actually think outside the box and find a way to get Baker to use his legs as well as throwing. And then I think this team could definitely be dangerous. You know, not as dangerous as Mayfield with the Browns. But that's the problem. that's the thing. It doesn't have to be. So I I know you're a little burnt but not the Lions, bro. Come on. That's that's a little like then you start getting under the defense, like I know your boy Agent Hutchinson's there, a Doku, but I mean, come on, not the not the Lions. That's tough. But I definitely think that, yeah, and I think that the Panthers could make you know the biggest leap in the conference. I mean, Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, like I like Dave, though. he's good. But I, you know, as usual, I really value playoff experience and playoff. And what do you do in big moments? So you know, I think he could go toe to toe with.
1: Did Mahomes play in that Browns Chiefs game?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think he was hurt though later. In, was yeah. that the Chad Henney game? I think it was maybe. Let me, let me look. But there was also Was some... Baker
1: Mayfield on the losing end of the Chad Henney
0: game? He might have been, but get it, research on that. It, get... But the thing is is even with that though, they were still like even before Mahomes had his concussion though, they were really competitive that game.
1: Didn't Chad Henney have like the scramble on like third
0: and long? Um Oh, no, no, Chad Henney didn't play that one. I think that might have been another divisional round. Yeah, that was the Chad Henney. But even but then, yeah, that was because Mahomes got concussed during the game. But even before that, they were still competitive. I mean, that first half, we destroyed them. And then they started coming back the second half when Mahomes, yeah, he had that concussion and stuff. But even with all that, I still, I mean, you know, they went 12-6 and 6 that year. I, I I just think there's... Before, I'm not saying this is a Super Bowl you know, champion. I'm not I even saying that. they're contenders. I'm not, they're not even contenders. But I think that they're going to be a solid team, which is a big jump from last year. And maybe in the NFC, solid is all you need.
1: No, solid they, Solid is good. The Panthers need to be solid. They haven't had a solid QB in a while. So I guess the question is, would you want to trade a fifth-round pick for the guy who was on the losing end of the Chad Henney game? We'll find out.
0: I mean so what what were the Panthers supposed to do instead? no Let's let's I mean what else who else were they supposed to go out and get though? Like, nobody. Like nobody. Like, like he's the best quarterback available for that price. And, you know, he's young. And I still, you know, I have hope. I still hold out for for Mayfield. Moving on, um something funny I saw with another quarterback, this time in the AFC, Mahomes. So he had this ad spot with uh with Coors Light. But the thing is, is that NFL players can't uh, do commercials with alcohol beverages. Alcoholic beverage. Beverages. So, he instead advertised a Coors flashlight and called it Coors Light. So, he's nice. advertising the flashlight. But that goes into a little bit of off-season. An interesting topic I did here, which, you know, I, of course I have to come on here and defend my boy. But I wanted to see what you thought, think. How do you think Mahomes – do you think Mahomes is going to keep up the same level of play without Tyreek Hill, even with other solid uh, wide receivers? Or do you think it's going to – there's how big of a drop-off do you think there's going to be?
1: It shouldn't be too far off from the we, the Patrick Mahomes we saw last season. Because mm-hmm. I think we saw that offense begin to shift away from sort of just the dynamic big play Boomer bust offense that they were the first couple of years with Mahomes in the league, and it was awesome. And you know, they were in the Super Bowl and they were competitive, mm-hmm. but you know, the the league was the too high safety thing was there. The league was the defenses were figuring stuff out. The offense just needed to become something more sustainable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, did we see a dip in Mahomes production last year? I would say at the end of the day, probably not. You know, they were right there. They went toe-to-toe with the Bills in yeah. that game, pulled out an incredible win. The Bengals were just on a on a weird run. Bad matchup for you guys yeah. even earlier in the season. Just weird year. Uh, the the production thing. He just wasn't as exciting as he was the last the first couple years he was in the league. Yeah. And it came off as a production dip. But I think Mahomes is fine. We saw him, like I said, we saw him do it last year. I think they still have good receivers there that I like. And Andy Reid has always gotten the best out of his quarterbacks when they've been Donovan. Mc- NAB and Alex Smith. And we're talking about Patrick Mahomes.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. And I think, you know, I do understand the argument of, you know, no tire kill means there's less space for everyone. You know, defenses don't have to worry about you know what getting blown up on every single play but i think that you know with the greatest minds like you know andy Reid on offense and mahomes as one of the best quarterbacks you know arguably the best i think they will find a way to adjust and a way to exploit you know able to use the resources they have now in you know juju and sky moore and you know uh valdez scantling and you know maybe we don't reach the historic peaks you know as before with 50 touchdowns and stuff but I do think it is, like you mentioned, a more sustainable winning formula, which is what they need, especially after getting knocked out last year. So they're trying to find some kind of segue, but might as well just go with it. The Pacers, Indiana Pacers come out of nowhere. Offer, Almost in the news. Almost. Offer a huge contract to Aiton. And for some reason, Sarver always getting hate it on because he never plays his pet players well for once he does and the Suns match it matched four years 133 million and it sounds like remington's prediction is coming true this affects kevin durant trade because ayton cannot be traded until january 15th and he has veto power for this whole year are you just going to say, I told you so. I didn't think, I didn't think, did you think the Suns were bringing back Aiton? That's the first question.
1: Well, look, I get the question here really is, did Robert Sarver get lucky that Kevin Durant requested a trade and put Phoenix on his list? Because I don't know if Phoenix was going to bring back DeAndre Ayton Mm. if if this Kevin Durant trade thing wasn't on the table. We were hearing all, all, you know, all the previous year that they didn't want to pay it in the max. That's all we were hearing Phoenix say. They don't want to pay the max. They don't mm. want to pay the max. And Sarver has a history of literally not doing it. So it's totally believable that those rumors would be coming out. Yeah. What trade pieces do they have to get Durant if Aiton leaves? Yeah, he can't be traded till January. Mm. Yeah, you know, he has some veto power. But this Durant thing, I think the biggest thing we discussed in the in the Durant pot is this Durant thing is just gonna take a while. It's gonna play out. Yeah. You know, the trade request happened at the beginning of free agency. This could be a year, two years before Kevin Durant is finally on the move, just because there's there's so many moving pieces here. Yeah. And the eight and pieces part of it. They don't want to have to give up Booker. So it's gonna be an and Bridges picks, you know, package mm-hmm. if they're if they're gonna get Kevin Durant. So I don't think Kevin Durant is off the table. Mm-hmm. And I, don't, I think if they don't get Kevin Durant, I think the Aiton, Booker, Chris Paul core that went to the finals two years ago is exactly what you should be wanting to run back if you're the Phoenix Suns. And I don't know if Sarver's doing it and if Durant's not on the table. So Sarver should thank Kevin Durant for tricking him into bringing
0: DeAndre Aiden back. So you think he brought him back just so he could get uh, KD later on?
1: I don't know if he, I don't know if it's, guaranteed but i mm-hmm. think you have to bring him back because you have to keep that piece. yeah because you're not going to give a booker so what else do you have if it's you know is it mm-hmm. bridges and now it's bridges and johnson and stuff yeah it has to be bridges and ayton and picks. that's just it's the best you can do mm-hmm. so you just have to keep that offer around as long as possible when we're talking again about kevin durant a great if you get him you could win the title so i think that the possibility. Is why Sarver is doing it, mm-hmm. and if if it doesn't happen, this is exactly the core that he should he should want because they were just in the finals a couple years ago.
0: Yeah, no, I do agree that you know you can't lose the asset, and you know we've been telling the Suns they need to pay Aiden. Um It was just you know a lot of people didn't think they would, and um, you know it's definitely I definitely I was surprised that it got matched, but you know looking back on it, it makes sense why it matched. It should have been matched. And I, I was just surprised it was the Suns who did. And, you know, now with this contract, it means there's $91 million between Booker, Paul, and Aiton. That's over half the cap for those three guys. So, you know, you're locking it in. You know, hopefully P- Paul can keep healthy. You know, it's 112 with Bridges. It goes up to 66%. Um, is there a little bit of you that, you know, worries Paul had all those injuries? and without him, you know, they weren't great now again, you know, guys develop over the years, but without Paul, this this engine doesn't really go. And um is there is there any worry about the future of the Suns especially with, you know, other teams on the horizon that you know, if Chris Paul can't stay healthy, is it is that is that injury or worries worry you at all? From
1: just the development of Deandre Ayton's standpoint, yeah, it kind of does because is there some World where he's just a more skilled version in a way of DeAndre Jordan. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess it is a possibility, but from again from a team building standpoint and from managing your assets correctly, no, you have to you yeah. have to pay for DeAndre. DeAndre was the number one overall pick in 2018. You can't now, should just he have
0: been? No. no, but that's, <laughs> that's 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 what yeah. you
1: chose to do. Yeah, you had the number one overall pick. You took Aiton. You can't just four years with that asset. Let him walk when he's not. Yeah, definitely not a bust. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no, no way he's a bust. And he's only 24 in that playoff run in the Western Conference uh, portion of their finals run. So the first three rounds of the playoffs, Mm -hmm. he was 16 points a game, 12 rebounds, 70% from the field. Like I said, is there a little DeAndre Jordan there? Yeah, probably. But he was great on both ends of the court. He showed the ability. You know, he was starting some playmaking their defensive stuff. His upside was beginning to, Mm -hmm. to be unlocked. He's really young. So you just you you can't just again, you can't just throw him away. You you you've backed yourself into a corner by making him the number one overall pick. But he has produced and he's shown upside. You have to make that move if you're a smart basketball team.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's just, you know, like you mentioned with DeAndre Jordan, like, you know, how valuable is he when without Paul? you know, Booker he has shown in the, you know, when Paul was out that he can be a comparable playmaker. Now, hopefully he can continue to improve. And, you know, maybe, he you know, if he really can get that down and add a little bit of defense, who knows how far he can go. But like we mentioned before, Paul is the engine that makes this go. But, I mean, you ha- kind of have to, especially with the trauma this franchise had in the past with Nash and not paying guys and then, you know, giving up rings and they haven't won. And forever. I mean, have they ever won a ring? I don't... Phoenix? Yeah. No. No, I don't think they've ever won a championship. So, you know, there's a whole lot of trauma with this team, and I really applaud them for paying Nathan. It's just, now they'll have to just go out and play the games and actually do it. And, um... Should we do a quick redraft? 2018? Yeah, we can if, yeah, you, we if you want to. Yeah, let's do it.
1: I can take the number one pick while you pull it out. I'm taking oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Luka Doncic. Wait, what? <laughs> All right, yeah.
1: I didn't even let the f- the five minutes go all the way down. I'm not taking any calls. No calls, no trades. Doncic is the pick here. I get a transcendent offensive talent for the next uh, ten years, twenty years, thirty years with medical advancements, and he's just immortal by some point. Who knows? I'm taking Luka Doncic number one.
0: Luka Doncic. All right. Let me look down a little bit. Amphrey was in this. Robert. Well, man, this is a deep draft. This is not a good draft. I'm drive. still scrolling and getting we'll the when uh, We'll see when we get to Aiden. Is Isaac Bonga still in the league? Bruce Brown? Bates D okay, alright, I'm gonna stop. Um So wow, Ana de Ana still in the league, and he's the last pick. My second overall pick, this is I think it's actually harder.
1: I think the second overall pick is at least from a resume standpoint, is stands out as pretty obvious.
0: I don't know. I think I think I'd go I love I Don't love Trey Young. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. We're going Shay Gilliges Alexander. Oh really? I think I think um he's just been on a bad team, and we've seen him have superstar potential. And like we've mentioned, it's that Cade Cunningham thing. You need Cade before you need Mobley. And we're assuming that I'm a bottom feeder team. I got nothing. And you know, yeah, you know, and also, uh, you know, I I supported Trey, but. I think Shea when he cares and he hasn't been in a meaningful game I mean there's there was that one playoff run against you know the Warriors but you know anyway I pick so if I'm picking from scratch and more two, two way upside, upside. exactly at the end of the day Yeah, and he's Young. a guard so you know playmaking I can trust him to run the offense so yeah we're going Gilgis Alexander at two
1: I'm not going to get cute here there's some names on the board again from like if you're if you're trying to build a basketball team who would you rather have I will take Trey Young he is Put up some impressive numbers through his first couple. Over Jaron Jackson? Yeah, you know, I'm just I'm no. gonna give him his due respect. He's been on some All Stars, been in the All NBA conversation. He led a team to the Eastern Conference Finals. I get the defensive stuff with Trey personally. If I'm building a basketball team, if I'm actually yeah. making this pick, I'm probably you know I may I may go a different direction, but Trey Young has have been probably the second. He's probably been the second best player out of this draft, and he's gonna be the third pick in the. Draft.
0: You think Trey Young is outright a better player than Three J. Jaron Jackson Jr.
1: Oh, oh yeah. yeah, he's outright. by far had a better career so far. He's had the, a better yeah, career, yeah, but yeah. who do you
0: think's a better player? I, don't, I think it's. I think I. I definitely think that you know Trey Young more offensively talented. You know, can run a team, but in terms of the skills and stuff that Jaron Jackson Jr. can do, in terms of like his defense, just how long and tall he is. Now his fouling and stuff like that has really hampered him. But I think, you know, I definitely think that, you know, Jaren Jackson, I think I think he contributes more. I don't know. It's close. There's there's just something I really like it's when you're watching It's tough, and him. all
1: of these guys are young enough yeah. that you could still make the case, you know, would you rather have exactly. Jackson? Exactly. But if just on a – you know, Trey Young is far yeah. ascended Jaren yeah, Jackson. Yeah, yeah. No, I,
0: I, I think he has, yes. Career. he, he he's, he's definitely levels above. It's just, like, at, they're both peaks if you're – there's just something that Jaron Jackson Jr. does to contributing, winning, when He's hitting threes. Him well, as a Well, he's your next. Player. He's your pick, right? Yeah. Officially he's my pick. next pick. Yeah. Um, I don't think. Obviously, I don't think he can be a number one option, but I just like how much, how well he is on. Just how he just changes a game, warps it in terms of just him being defensive pressure. But yes, Trey Young definitely is above him, but well, if, I definitely really think you think for a second you gotta. Think if about
1: we're it. just talking guys at their peaks and. Just hypotheticals here. I, I could get cute with my next one and go Michael Porter Jr.
0: I thought about him. Out of this class. I definitely, I definitely thought take about him. Take the
1: scoring upside. Take the the size. Take the athleticism. But the problem okay. is you get his back yeah. and you get all the injuries. But, yeah, I mean, from just from a, yeah. what you would want in a basketball player, you would have to take Michael mm-hmm. Porter Jr. But he fell in the draft and uh, he could fall here. I think realistically you would probably have to slide Aiton in. Yeah, at the I think you would have it's a argument between him and Jaron Jackson, maybe.
0: I I think I, I'd rather Jaron Jackson than
1: Aiden. No I, question. I could see it.
0: I no, could Aiden. see it. Jaron Jackson can actually space the floor. You know, gives you more options. And I I just really like the upside of three J. I really like watching him play and just um. And I think I, I you know who I'm taking over Aiden in this next pick. How many of guys are we going? Four, five, six. I'm taking Johnny Jalen Brunson. Are you really? <laughs> really? I'm doing it. I just
1: You would rather have Brunson than Aiden?
0: If 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 I okay, so if I already have Shea, Gilgis, Alexander on my team, I would take Aiden. But we're saying like new pick, new teams are assuming all 30 teams. Yeah, I'd take Jalen Brunson. It's I, I definitely think Aiden will be eventually a better player, but if I'm picking like a ball handler, you know, someone who has shown it, he's shown kind of production, you know, as the number one option in the playoffs. You know, I don't, how good is Aiton outside without a guard? Like, that's my question. It's, how it's good a is fair he? question. Like Rudy Gobert, look at guards, out Gort- like, he gives me those vibes because like, he hasn't shown much of a post-up game. Like how many moves, like, you know, he, what that one great game he got against the Lakers. Like how many of those were just him floating up the ball, catching it and turn around and floating? Like,
1: I just think there's very few centers in the league where it's hard to evaluate them outside of having a really great guard. It's like currently yeah. right now it's Jokic and mm-hmm. Embiid. Giannis plays the five, so I yeah. guess you have to throw him in there.
0: And he but destroyed Aiton in the finals.
1: He did. He's the best player in the league yeah. as well.
0: But yeah, that's true.
1: But like Carl, like, Carl Anthony Towns is offensively maybe. more gifted than yeah. DeAndre Ayton, but is he is he less reliant on a good guard to be successful than Ayton is? And Aiden so, has. Yeah. And Aiden has two way upside. He's younger. He's, you know, at this point, way, way cheaper than yeah. Carl Towns is. So I think his value as a center, you know. Well, not way, way cheaper. Mobley and Bam, and, you yeah. know, you start getting into those guys.
0: The you- no shooting for Aiden is what kills me. You got to hit three. I think if you want, especially, I keep going to that Raptors team. You just need everyone to space out the floor. And now we did get to. The last champions just had Kevon Looney, who couldn't shoot, but he didn't play that many minutes. And different,
1: different, totally different. I mean, we're talking Steph. And-
0: yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to bring up. He had the greatest shooter of all time on his team, and that's the guys they had to worry about, you know. And you know, and you look at, you know, I, I just, I really value three point shooting and spacing the floor, and I definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely favoring, um, I'm going, I'm going with Jalen Brunson. I'm going, I. But the next pick I'd definitely go with Aiden.
1: Though, you I would go Yeah, I'll I would take Aiden. Yeah. Just Is this the cutoff or there's a couple guys left yeah, where Would you argue Bridges over Aiden? No. Would you argue Rob Williams over Aiden? No.
0: Well eh, No. It, they're pretty similar though.
1: So you think Doncic, we have Doncic, Trey mm-hmm. Young, Jaron Jackson. hmm Would you are you Set on Shea Gilgis Shea Shea. You want to throw Michael Porter in there? Yeah
0: I did do Porter You do
1: Porter And then Brunson
0: Yeah so Six, seven players
1: Six Six, guys before you get to Aiton in in the redraft In a normal world I would say for a number one pick You'd go Ah that's kind of not What you want But I think all these guys You know It's a loaded class And I think Aiton still I think his positional value Still matters I value the age I think You know He has all NBA upside Because You know Mainly because he is a center Mm. And that helps But
0: I think it hurts
1: Jared Allen, Jared Allen's, you know what, like the fourth or fifth best center in the yeah. league, and he would need a good guard. You know he's going to be dependent on Darius Garland for a lot yeah. of his production. So I think it's just sort of the nature of the center. If you're not mm. one of those elite elite guys, yeah,
0: Joel Embiid, yeah, those guys. You know I I think that's true, but then I when you you know then when you're drafting guys, you have to take that into account. And I think I think that Ayton would be above maybe one or two of these guys if he was a solid three point shooter and could space it out and. You know, that's not what the team needs because they have so many other options. You know, Cam Johnson. Um, there's, yeah, Bridges can shoot. There's one guy I was thinking. Oh, no, sorry. They just have Crowder as well. Crowder, that's what I was thinking of. So they have enough options to go out and shoot, and they don't need him to do that. But um, starting from scratch, I think it does hurt, especially with spacing and, you know, a little bit of what the 76ers ran into. And uh, I think the... The interesting thing is I'm pretty excited to see what Jalen Brunson does this next year. And especially if he has some trade rumors, Donovan Mitchell teaming up backcourt. What do you think? Do you think that it works? Are you in on it? What do you, what do you, what do you think? Brunson and uh, Mitchell backcourt
1: are the Knicks The Knicks have already, already panicked on the Donovan Mitchell thing. Didn't the reports Seven already say that teams? they're
0: yeah. they're
1: already quickly quickly assembling a package for? With Don, quickly? <laughs> maybe maybe quickly is in the package. Maybe they were dropping you know Marvel level Easter eggs with their maybe. with their PR team. After the Gobert trade, Ainge said that they were willing to build around Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And then the timeline of this Knicks assembling an offer and now Ainge is willing to listen to offers. Like, are the Knicks going to do the same thing the Wolves did and just major overpay for Mitchell? And now it's you know Mitchell and. Well actually who knows who's left on the team at that point just cuz who knows who knows what the trade is going to be though you know it'll still be some combination of Mitchell Brunson
0: Randall Barrett you know two out of those four Would are, you throw Randall or Barrett first in the trade Randall Yeah Yeah Are the Knicks
1: are the Knicks are the number 1 team most likely to panic and overpay for Donovan Mitchell though Correct
0: Yeah 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 I mean I definitely don't think he's worth seven maybe not even five first rounders especially with how desperate you know, the Jazz are to get rid of, you know, their players and go for another French big man, you know, who knows if they're tank for him. But, uh, you know, it's similar to the Bulls a couple, you know, one or two off-seasons ago where they're like, hey, let's just be a better basketball team. And, you know, for them, it's a little bit more of shuffling the deck. And, you know, as I have mentioned before, I'm kind of high on Brunson. Uh, I kind of, I just like, you know, just how a solid guard he is. And, you know, maybe... You know, and I think that's an interesting thing with a lot of players in the NBA is, you know, a lot of players have a role and they don't get to show all their skill set because they're just in their role. And you have ultra, you know, athletes in the league, you know, as number one option. So many players don't get to show, you know, all their stuff. But you know, now Brunson, you know, if he has Mitchell, he's a second option, you know. But he's not coming off the bench, and you know, maybe he can show some stuff, be a really, you know, one of the, one of the better low guards in the league, and. Uh, we'll see how he plays with Mitchell, and I—I I don't know. I—I I definitely think that it's Jalen Brunson's stock is definitely going up. There's no way it's going down. He's just going to be a better player this next year, and um, we'll see how. Just not being around the black hole that is Doncic as he deserves, but you know, and um, from a usage standpoint, yeah, yeah, and uh, we'll see what uh, the Knicks do because I—I definitely will. It would be interesting to see. Mitchell in a big market.
1: Um Mitchell, Brunson, Obi Toppin. They have to keep Barrett. Yeah, they have to keep Barrett. I mean they do, but are the if you're the Jazz are you taking Randall back in a Mitchell
0: trade? I mean if you're tanking doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> I guess if you get enough picks and yeah. maybe if they throw in quickly and I guess you know what other young guys do they have? They just traded their Miles this McBride, year. he's been playing well. McBride's been playing well. Quentin Grimes. Quentin Grimes have been playing well. I don't know if I'd want them as the main piece is back in a Mitchell Evan deal. Fournier. Yeah, I just I think Barrett has to be the centerpiece if you're Utah. I think that's where the staring match will come down to. Mm. But it's, if it's if you're getting Mitchell, you're a little more win now than yeah. you were in the first place. So Brunson, Mitchell, Randall, you know, I maybe does Obi Toppin go back in a Mitchell trade as well? Yeah. Robinson's still there.
0: They'll probably keep Evan and then have him start back.
1: The Hawks, the Hawks, Knicks play in super rivalry for the next like four years when it's Murray and young versus mm-hmm. Brunson and Brunson and Mitchell going to be, it's going to be fantastic, fantastic play in battles for years to come.
0: Yeah. So we'll see. I'm high on Brunson. Um, so now going into a little bit of summer hot takes ready for firing off. Um, we have
1: it's, there's nothing going on. We have some things we need to get off our chest.
0: off. The easiest one, who do you have as NBA champion right now? Gun to the head. Who is raising that Larry O'Brien in July? Until July. until
1: we actually start playing basketball and until I'm given reasons to think otherwise, I'm always, always, always going to lean Milwaukee and Giannis when asked who is the best to do anything, who's the most likely to do anything, who will be on top of whatever. It's going to be Giannis. It's going to be the Bucks in my mind until... I have reason to think differently because Giannis is the best player in the league. And with that core, they just, to me, they have to be considered number one,
0: even still. I think your answer is the correct answer. Now I do think the Bucks sneaky are losing players. Um, and not having given I think will definitely hurt this next year. Uh, They haven't had him for a little bit. Um, you know, um, there was another player they lost. I thought, oh, I thought they lost Portis, but they brought him back. They brought Portis but, back. Um, you know, hopefully Chris Middleton can stay healthy. Can he continue to play at a high level? Um, Drew Holiday could maybe take that option, be the second option on that team. But their bench with George Hill, Grayson Allen, you know, what does Pat Connaughton give you? Ingles Ibaka. So it does seem like they are relying on a lot of older players, which you know, veterans along those lines. But um, hopefully, they can stay healthy. But you're—I mean—you're right. You have the correct answer. I got the frisky answer. I, I've been kind of beating this drum for a little bit, you know, Ryan. You know, always got to mention the ringer. Ryan Russell brought up a great story about this team. I really love the chemistry. I love just watching, being around this team, young guys on the come up. I'm doing it. My pick is the Memphis Grizzlies hey. for the twenty twenty three champion. Um, if someone doesn't rip out Ja Morant's leg, I just love the depth of this team. They just added more great players, more interesting frisky players, and um, the team. They already got their you know their three solid guys in Bain, Morant, and Jackson. You know, hopefully Jackson can you know cut back on the fouls this next year. They're a really deep team. They have the bodies to throw at Giannis, you know, if, you know, we're saying in in the finals matchup, it's them two, and they're definitely the team that right now, I think, has the talent in terms of, like, we've seen it play out, you know, we'll see what goes on with the Nuggets, you know, I think they definitely have the highest ceiling, it's just whether they can actually all be on the court at the same time, you know, we have the former champions, um, but, you know, like, I think if, if, if Moran is healthy, he's beating them this year. And that gives it. And also, another year, another summer of development for the Grizzlies. You know, Mavericks lose Jalen Brunson. I think that's huge. And, you know, then you start getting into the other top teams and starts getting, you know, a little wishy washy. We still have the Suns, but, I mean, they did kind of implode last year. So I think the Grizzlies right now have the best case to win the West. And I think they right now have the most talent in terms of top to bottom, you know, 1 through 15. And when you're talking about injuries and then later in the playoffs, that's what really matters.
1: Yeah, I mean, their arrow their was already pointed upward last year, and they were like the number two team in the, the conference. Yeah. So if it's pointing up, I mean, that means they're going to go potentially right to number one. That's the kind of talent they have. That's the kind of jump you would assume they're going to take when Ja Morant uh, you would assume just continues to ascend mm-hmm. potential MVP conversations for him next year. I get it with all the Grizzly stuff; they are young. The West is, you know, you can you can say what you want about it. It's still just a deep overall conference. Mm. There's a lot of just like three, four, five man cores in this where Denver, New Orleans. Mm. You know, even L.A., LeBron and Davis from yeah. night to night, you're going to have the Clippers. You know, there's just so many mm-hmm. so many teams in the West, it's going to be difficult to come out on top. But the Grizzlies are the best combination of youth and talent and uh, upside. And even just on the basketball court with shooting and athleticism and defense. So I, I get the Memphis thing. If I was picking a game, I would probably pick Memphis-Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm not going to pick John Moran to come in and be Giannis. Right away in year one in the
0: finals, this is Giannis's league. It is Giannis' league, but it isn't just John Morant playing him. And that's the point is that, like we saw this last year, yeah, Giannis is crazy, but he still needs help. You know, he still needs someone else. And who can Cash Money, Chris, continue to be a great player? He's 30 years old. You know, I was just arguing about him a couple hours ago. I mean most of his career is mostly G-League player. I'm telling you, he kind of, you know, he's he's still great, one of the better two second options in the league, you know, definitely consistent. But, you know, considering how, you know, not necessarily, he's a very talented guy, but, you know, considering how low his floor has been in the past, you know, when it drops off, how quick is it going to be? You know, I have my questions about him. I think pedigree does matter. And... I definitely think that, you know, with, like you mentioned, there are other whole lot of other teams in the league with, you know, great in the West, you know, this next year we could see dangers and I could be completely wrong and we just have LeBron back in the finals, yeah. you know, but the problem is, is that we haven't seen it, you know, work out from this last year of where's Kawhi at, you know, where is, you know, West, Russell Westbrook? I mean, AD, can he stay healthy? You know, can the Nuggets stay healthy? We just haven't seen it and, Besides, you know, John Morant literally getting his leg yanked on, all these guys have been pretty healthy for the Grizzlies. You know, 3J been in and out, but they've won a lot of games without him. They've won and been really competitive without John Morant. It's just, you know, the Warriors were just on another level. So, you know, I definitely think that the Grizzlies are best equipped to, you know, handle injuries, um, even of their star player. And we've seen John Morant when he's healthy and he's 100%. I mean, he destroyed the Warriors, you know. And, you know, they they will later went out to win, but, you know, Morant was gone. So, I'm definitely, I'm sticking with the Grizzlies. I just like their chemistry, you know. I like, you know, with John Morant giving Desmond Bain the MIP, which, you know, arguably could be argued that he should be the one. And, uh, you know, John Morant MVP, maybe, you know, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, but... Grizzlies number one, number one seed right now for me for the championship. Um, but that was my hot take, one of my hot takes. What do you got? Bob?
1: My first hot take. It's a, it's a team that, have, you know, the Grizzlies are kind of so asso- closely associated with. Mm-hmm. They are it kind of a rival to the Grizzlies, but in a way that the Clippers were a rival to the Warriors in like two, 2014. Where okay, the matchups were competitive. Mm-hmm. The games were physical. The Warriors were far superior. This team is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Sam, I've just I've just been spending a lot of time this summer on spot track and okay. just basketball reference, looking mm-hmm. at these guys, looking at contracts, looking at the moves that have been made. Yep. One move the Timberwolves made.
0: Okay.
1: Everybody hated. Mm-hmm.
0: Damn, I got to I, I think I kind of like the Rudy Gobert trade. Oh my gosh. You see, you see, I knew some numbers guy was going to come out. Oh, actually. <laughs> some numbers guy.
1: My numbers guy now? Number, yeah, you're all, you're all I say you're on spot track. Yeah. What have I become? I'm a numbers guy. I'm about to defend the Rudy Gobert no, trade. No. Here's here's the thing. It. Is no. did they overpay for Rudy Gobert? Yes. 100% absolutely they did overpay for Rudy Gobert. I guess the question you have to ask yourself is why would Minnesota want to overpay mm-hmm. for Rudy Gobert? And the anything with Minnesota starts with Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards is the key to all of this. His development, his progression as a basketball superstar, because I think we'd all agree he has what it we think he has what it takes
0: yeah, to no, be one does. of
1: one of the best players in the yeah. league. I don't think that's far away
0: from Sam. Yeah, no, no.
1: Sam, let me ask you this. Do you think right now Anthony Edwards, from a talent standpoint, is on par with guys like Devin Booker, Bam Adebayo, Brandon Ingram, Jalen Brown, Ben Simmons. Do you think he's on par talent from a talent standpoint right now with those guys?
0: He has a ceiling. Yeah, I, think, I think he could this next year, but we want to see it first. And like oh, you mentioned, with all those guys... Besides, you know, Ben Simmons, we could argue. Yeah, I mean, there's varying degrees. Hooker's, you know, been in the finals. Simmons sat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But But with all those guys, we've seen them have solid, great playoff games. You know, we've seen them have solid careers, you know, just, you know, being just solid putting in years. And I think that's the thing with Edwards is that now we just need to see him be consistent. um, I guess just
1: like right now. In a in a one game off situation, would mm-hmm. you be more confident? Would you be far more confident if your team's best player was one of these guys or with Anthony Edwards? I guess me personally, I would feel pretty confident if I had Anthony Edwards versus even like Bam Adebayo and Brandon Ingram. I just think even right now he's at you least know. at least scratching the heels of those guys from yeah. a talent standpoint, and he's 21. Mm. All those guys are 24, 25. Yeah, that's how old Anthony Edwards is going to be. When this Rudy Gobert contract is up, mm-hmm. you know, he's insanely young now and the fact that he has the talent, the ceiling he does at his age is just mm-hmm. sort of unprecedented for having a player this young. So you have to think, how do we set ourselves? What do we want to get in this stretch of Anthony Edwards career where we don't have to really compete? You know, he's going to be 21 to 24. Yeah. He's gonna be super young. You wouldn't expect him to be competing, but you need to set yourself up for when he enters his prime. He's going to be ready. You want playoff reps at a young age.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, now there's a play-in tournament. So you have to get a top six spot to, se- to secure a spot in the playoffs to avoid the play-in tournament, avoid missing the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They need to become a better regular season team. If you get Rudy Gobert, you become a better regular season team. He's a defensive player of the year. Yeah, I think from a contrast standpoint, he... I actually think he could fit very well with Carl Anthony Towns because he can be the defense. Carl oh. Towns can be the offense. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not even necessarily against having two centers on the court at one oh. time. Cleveland's in a way trying to do it. I guess Mo- Mobley is, you know, far more versatile yeah. and has, you know, a higher ceiling than maybe any of those guys, but oh. they're trying to play two centers. So we've we've seen teams play two big guys. Yeah. As well, cats be-
0: done it before too.
1: As well before, and if this team's not competing, like I said, we want playoff reps for Anthony Edwards, mm. and they were in the playoff game, the play-in game last year, and you know, did they? Was that a, a little too emotional for a play-in game? Yeah, but those were oh those goodness. were competitive games, and yeah. you don't want to put yourself in a position to be missing the playoffs. You need to be a top six seed. The West has some really strong cores. You need to get a third guy in there. You now have Edwards, you have Carl Towns, you have Gobert. Is it an overpay? Absolutely. Are the contract numbers huge? But Anthony Edwards is like $10 million a year this year. This is sort of the last year they have where they can they don't have to worry about him financially. He's on the rookie quarterback contract right now yeah. for the last year. If they're going to make a move to get this to bulk this core up for the next couple of years, it kind of has to be now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Gobert was you know, I guess the best that they could do on the market at this given time. So is, is it an overpay? Yeah, but I think there's a lot of things working here for Minnesota's favor where maybe at the end of the day, the Rudy Gobert trade is a good trade.
0: Yeah, I'm still sitting on it being a bad trade. You know, I know it's an easy answer, but, you know, with with the Timberwolves, first of all, we have to get over, We Carl Anthony Towns, the last, his whole career has been a losing player. And you know, I love Anthony Edwards, and I think I think the players you mentioned, like you mentioned, it's not fair to compare him to those guys because they're so much older. And they're they're more polished players than he is. He's still he's shown the ceiling. It's just you know, like I mentioned before, we want to see a couple more years out of him. You know, he just he just needs reps. You know, like like I think even be, when he came into the draft, he was a really raw prospect. You know, football player. You know, seeing football videos so. He's definitely, um, he's definitely a raw guy, and um, I, I have no doubt that he will reach, you know, the peaks to be one of the top five, top ten player in this league. So um, it's just, will it be with this team? And the thing is, is that with, you know, Cat, who has shown to be a losing player, it's just, you know, he's broken records for how much he's lost and as a number one option. And then you have D'Angelo Russell, you know, with just how hard it is to play with him. And now you bring in Rudy Gobert. I mean, how many saboteurs can you bring into a team? (laughs) Self-saboteur guys. I mean, we love Rudy, but we've seen all those playoff stuff. And it's just, you know, obviously it's with these, you know, once you look at the numbers, and especially last year, it was kind of some interesting defensive stuff with what D'Angelo Russell was doing. They were one of the best defensive teams for a stretch there. So, you know, there definitely could be bright spots this next year. Um, you know, you definitely can't sleepwalk when playing them. And I think that, you know, another, th- uh, drum that, you know, the podfather has been beaten on bill Simmons is that there's so much talent in this league. I mean, even the bad teams, they're interesting to watch now with new really polished players coming in every year in the draft, you know, not super polished, but, um, interesting prospects. And, you know, like we had this last year and the year before, I mean, with Kay Cunningham, that draft, I mean, you go almost 10 deep with players that are untradeable almost. Like one of the worst now, the Timberwolves, just like most teams now, you can't sleep walk past them. They have talent. Um, Edwards in the playoff series, you know, he was 25, three and four, um, shooting 40 percent from three, 45 from the field. I mean, those are great numbers for your first playoff series at 21. So yeah, I don't think anyone's arguing about the future of Edwards as the number one option on this team. Just not next year though. Just not next year. There's just so much self-sabotaging kind of, these guys have had histories of self-sabotaging and you know, I just, it's just all that combined on one team. I just, you know, it's tough.
1: There are individually a lot of players with a lot of question marks on this Timberwolves team. That is Without a doubt, the league announced recently that the play in game will likely be permanent. And I think it is going to create an interesting dynamic in the league where the league was always separated between teams trying to win the title Mm -hmm. and teams trying to tank. And this was this was actually the point of the play in game. Mm -hmm. But, you know, now you have three tiers. Teams trying to win the title, teams trying to win the tank and teams trying to make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Teams that obviously the eight through eleven seed, but teams just on the lower end of the playoffs spectrum, it opens up the playoff race. But it makes those teams on the low end of the trying to win the title race. Like, they don't want to be in the, now we're in a one-off, missing yeah. the playoff situation. So you have to push your tip, chips into the middle of the table a little bit differently now than you had to back in the day. You need a top six seed if you, if you want to secure your spot. I, again, I think that's what Minnesota's doing here. They're trying to secure their spot for the playoffs so they can get... Anthony Edwards playoffs reps, but they, the problem is they did overpay for Rudy Gobert yeah. and it is Rudy Gobert. He's going to be older. Mm. And I think the, the red flags in this case are some big, big red flags. Yeah. But the fact that Anthony Edwards could ascend to, you know, a high, high level of a player, I think has a chance to make up for all of this. but that's what that is. That's what this is all writing on is that Anthony Edwards ascension yeah. And honestly, if they can get a decent point guard that can sort of play and lead this team besides D'Angelo Russell.
0: Yeah. I mean they did sign Austin Rivers yesterday. So, you know, he's he's shown to be a solid guard. But yeah, they need they need help. I mean, and just to remind the audience, um, of Rudy Gobert's contract, uh Timberwolves will be paying him forty three million at thirty two and forty six at thirty three. So, you know, I don't know if he's a long term option on this team. But, you know, it's interesting to get excited. It's happy, you know, where the team, the league, is just getting more interesting every day as players move around. And this is, you know, a team that's definitely on the up and up, and we'll see. I mean, they're able to keep Jaden McDaniels, so, you know, we'll we'll see where this team goes. Um, Got any more um, spicy hot takes? Sizzling? Oh, let's take a look here. Okay.
1: Okay. This one, it's, we're in the midst of Summer League right now. Mm-hmm. We're getting hyped about all these players. We're already doing the let's look back retrospectively at the 2022 NBA draft and see what we could have done differently. Yeah. I can make fun of you for doing that. I have also been doing that myself. I think we got the tiers that we put these prospects in mm-hmm. for the NBA drafts. I think we got them totally wrong. Oh. I think Paolo Bancaro was in a tier by himself it's at number man. one. Yeah. I think he's far and away the best player. And I think tier two is a combination. It's Chet, Jabari, Keegan, Ivy, mm-hmm. Matherin. I think all those guys are in that second tier. Okay. I had Palo number one on my board going into the draft. I had Palo number one on my board coming out of March Madness. Mm-hmm. But I would. I think I was still like with everybody else. It was Palo, Chet, and Jabari. Yeah. Those were the three guys. I just don't think after Summer League that is the case anymore. I think Palo is far and away the number one player. And... Uh,
0: I think I, I think it's not even close. That's kind of what I've been hearing as of late. Um, that Paolo is just bigger and just better than everyone he's playing against. Um, I definitely think that you know I think Chad Holgren isn't too far. I think he might be in a tier of his own. So it's like Chad, you know, you got Jab- or you got Paolo as the best, then Chad in terms of just what he can do, and then you got everyone else because Jabari Smith has kind of been, yeah, it hasn't been great. Um, Keegan Murray. Hometown hero. He's been he's been playing really well. He's been balling. Place. He's awesome. Yeah, he's been playing great. So you know that gets exciting, and then you start you know you start trying to see what's the difference between Jabari and Keegan, It's starting to get a little like wishy washy. You know, Jaden Ivey has shown flashes. So I definitely think that you know Jabari has kind of fallen down into those uh, into that cheer. but I think you know Holgren has still shown that he's still a special player. You know, not better than Paolo um but you know it's interesting you know everyone thought the magic weren't going to draft them thought they were going to go with Jabari and they they said they went with the best player. so um we so right now going into it i definitely we're just i think it's general consensus that power was they the magic did the right thing
1: they they 100% did and i in no means by like in any way, writing off like Jabari Smith. Like, I still love Jabari Smith. Yeah. I just, again, am saying that Palo, I think, is far superior. I mm. think the probably the counter argument would be that for Summer League, Palo coming in was the most, you know, quote unquote, pro ready player. Mm. Jabari and Chet, Jabari especially, especially just uh, with the technicalities of his offensive game will take some time to adjust. Yeah. But he'll get there. Palo is the most pro ready player. Because Paolo is the most impactful player, and I think mm-hmm. that's the part that people were missing out. I think right. people label guys pro-ready, and that sort of takes off what we think their upside is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're sort of already going to be what he's going to be. But Paolo is just the most impactful player. Yeah. And I think in a good way, he's just as raw as Chet and, and Jabari are. Mm-hmm. I think, we, you know, I could, I could go through his game, but I I just think there are things he, he's going to get better at. Mm-hmm. He's going to do better. And just his impact on the basketball court is far and away more than what a guy I think like Chet. Like Chet, we were saying, I think he's going to be a great number two player. Yeah. And I think honestly, probably the same with Jabari. Jabari could be a great player. But Mm. just projecting out long term, is he going to be a guy that is ultimately like, say, like Carmelo Anthony, Mm -hmm. who is a great NBA player, Hall of Famer, great bucket getter? Probably could never be the best player Player yeah. on a title team. Could he lead Could he lead the team in scoring that won the title? Yeah, I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. Was he going to be their quote-unquote best player? No. I think Paolo has real number one star yeah. player take a team to the title upside, mm-hmm. and I just don't know if anybody else in this draft does. I think Paolo is in a tier by himself.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely agree, and I think, you know, if not for all the rumors coming out before that it was for sure jabari number one and no one else um you know i definitely think that you know the there was some you know some you know when you're making mock drafts is everyone just talking to themselves and um having almost a group think and it was you know do, do the magic really did they want a number one option player you know did they want or did they want just a piece considering they had Franz wagner you know um, Cole Anthony Jalen Suggs uh, But One of My favorite tenants That I've learned From Russell Rossillo, Ryan Russell, Is If you're bad Don't talk to me about fit Like if you're just bad then Just go out And get the best player And that's what the magic did It's You know We're not going to worry about How Oh well You know Paolo's Touches now Take too many From Cole Anthony's development Well, He's not uh, Cole Anthony Isn't going to lead a team To the title Brown pa- 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 Carroll Like you mentioned Definitely can't and I definitely applaud the Magic for just going out and getting the best player as they have the number one pick and, you know, realizing that, you know, you just got to do what it takes to win long-term. And that's definitely was the, the right pick. So, you know, I definitely, I, I thought they were going to take, I, I definitely thought they were going to take Jabari. And I think there was a little bit of also bon, boncaro it seemed like he didn't want to go to the Magic because he didn't do any workouts with them. But apparently he provided all the information they needed, so... Who knows, but um,
1: some of the stuff he does—right. <laughs> some of the stuff he does, where, like, he'll perk. Always perk got a lot of crap for giving him the Ben Simmons comparison mm-hmm. on draft night, and I get that he is not Ben Simmons, but he has the element to his game where, at his size, mm-hmm. he can just attack the court and have the vision, yeah, and just he—he he does things similarly to Ben Simmons when he, you know, is in the open court, yeah. But he'll he'll have plays where he'll come out, set a high screen at like thirty-five feet, mm-hmm. short roll, get the ball at twenty-seven at the top of the three point line, see the floor, see nothing's there to create. He's got a smaller defender on him, turns, starts backing him down like a like a four because he's big. He's basically yeah. a power forward, and then fire pass into the wing. Like he's just he can morph from I'm I'm a creator to now I'm a big player, yeah. now I'm passing scoring. He's just He's malleable. He can do anything on a basketball career. He's special, man. I'm gonna love watching him.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. He's gonna be. He's gonna have a long, great career, and um, definitely all in on him. All in on Murray more than I was before. I'm not gonna lie. I was a little big washy on the hometown guy. You know, not as great athleticism as most of these guys, but he's shown he can score, and you know, in summer league. So who knows?
1: Yeah, I mean, I said yeah. coming out of the draft that if you take the guy where it's like he has to do everything and in college and then you're gonna put him in the NBA and all of a sudden he's the third option.
0: Yeah. But
1: he was awesome at doing everything at the number one option. His life is actually easier
0: now. Yeah, it is.
1: They're running plays for him. He's getting space. He's getting wide open threes. I don't
0: know why the why they didn't run plays Uh, for Keegan Murray. It was the dumbest thing ever.
1: Iowa apparently just never ran a three point set for Keegan Murray. They were just like you're gonna dive to the basket underneath the rim, you know, playing the five basically the whole time. He's a he's a three now. Maybe, a, I guess, like a stretch four. Yeah, it
0: could be a stretch four.
1: With Sabonis at the five. It could the, be a
0: small five on a really good shooting team. If you wanted to get that's super versatile. It, yeah.
1: But the fact that you can actually run the stuff for him from the three-point line, and yeah. he still has all the, I can kind of get my shot whenever mm-hmm. I want. He's 24 points, 24 points a game in Summer League right now. So I, I'm, a little, I'm a little upset that everybody all of a sudden is like, yeah, Keegan Murray, great pick, number four, when at, in the draft, you know, everybody was doubting this guy. Ivy's yeah. the number one guy. His athleticism, his upside, mm. he's far and away better than Keegan Murray. Yeah. We're sitting here going, wait a second, this guy from our hometown, like, yeah, there may be athletic question marks, but again, you put this guy in a, and you just, yeah. you take take the focus off him, he's going to produce for you, and that's exactly what he's doing. He's producing for the Kings, and he's, you know, like he was in college, one of the best scorers in Summer League.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see him in the league. Um, and I, I think that you bring up a great point that you know he was the he was the number one guy, obviously on Iowa, and there was just so much focus on him. And now, and it is true those guards kind of took over the team. It was a little bit of like that Jabari Smith syndrome of you know everyone thinks they're the better player, especially Jordan Bohannon. <laughs> and well, and the it's other just guards.
1: yeah, and, and that's just college basketball too. Like in yeah. on that college roster, he probably is the center of that team. You know, he's yeah. out there with. You know, the McCaffrey, yeah. Twins and Justice. Especially you know, that Garza was gone. You yeah, know. other Iowa basketball players, Bohannon, yeah. Tucson. Like, he needs to play the five. That's just yeah. position. he's in the NBA. He's
0: in a better spot. He's probably going to get better. Yeah. Better better teammates, just better team in general. Yeah. So, um, I think that's about it. You had anything else to fire out there? Uh, Want me to fire off a KD
1: thing real quickly? Yeah. If you're Golden State, do you do Thompson and Wiggins for okay. Durant and Harris right now?
0: Now I regret it. <laughs> no, we're not. You said Thompson and who?
1: Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins for Kevin Durant and Joe Harris. And Joe Harris? The Nets the Nets apparently want to attach his contract to a oh, really? to a Kevin Durant trade. It seems like that that's kind of the rumblings floating yeah. out there right now. And plus Thompson and Wiggins is a lot of money going going to Brooklyn. They yeah, that's to throw sneakily
0: another, a lot of money. Yeah, you're right.
1: It's uh, like $70 million going back to Brooklyn. So they'd have to throw another contract. Who
0: says no first?
1: Uh, Probably the Warriors. Yeah. But if I'm the Warriors, I mean, am I... I guess if I'm the Warriors, am I against putting, like, Clay or Draymond in a Kevin
0: Durant trade? Hey, I've been saying this for so long. Even after this championship, I still wouldn't have paid Draymond Green.
1: Yeah, who knows? I don't know. I'm just digging through
0: the notebook now. Yeah, no, even after but the thing is the thing is is he was perfect for this kind of team and this kind of ring because it's all they needed was experience and uh uh experienced guys. So, you know, for this ring I totally understand, but in an arbitrary season, you know, against a normal opponent I still, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of them keeping Draymond. But, yeah, you know, you understand it. They have to. This isn't 2K. It's real life. It's not a vacuum. And a vacuum, heck yeah, I, I think, you know, Warriors can't say yes fast enough. But, you know, yeah. But it's is, interesting. It is an interesting thing to think about.
1: Well, Chris Mad Dog Russo, former uh, co-host of Mike and the Mag Dog, be the next First Take co-host. Next to Stephen A. Smith. I got that Who one right here. Perk, Perk
0: has too many crazy, crazy takes. Perk's not going to be the co-host next to Stephen A. He'll be on enough; he'll seem
1: like a co-host. Yeah, I mean, he has been in the summer a lot. Yeah, Mad Dog Russo carrying carry first take in the mornings during the summer right now. Uh, we'll see. His contract's coming up at SiriusXM. He's got like a forty-week contract now at ESPN. Oh, I, 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 he did I don't know. contract
0: work. I don't know. He it's, did the contract like work. What's going on? You really, you really. It's a sitting fan. out there, Mad Dog Russo. Man, first take. And he said, I'm the conductor and the passenger on the bandwagon. Yikes. Um, oh,
1: yeah. No, I built the bandwagon. Yep. I'm driving Bill, the bandwagon. He's driving
0: it. He's trying. We'll I'm see. i people <laughs> to the bandwagon. <laughs> no, I don't know, man. It's That's funny. That's funny. No, I think Stephen A likes the power of switching out people on that set. You know, get a little too hot and fiery, you know, might not be on for a while. So, so
1: then it's basically just Stephen A's world, but it's the yeah, free version.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's not on ESPN Plus. Yeah,
1: I have ESPN Plus now because I, oh, okay, I nice. got it in the Adesanya fight. They're running a deal. They got me to sign up for the full year. Okay. Of course, the sneaky business guys over at Disney. hmm I have not once turned on Stephen A's World. I have though turned on First Take and watched, uh, watched Mad Dog Russo.
0: There you that's go. First Take. Get them both together. Get him on there at nine a.m. That's what I want to see. Oh my gosh. Well, I think that's about it. Um, thanks for listening. keep an eye out for um, more podcasts you know We're doing other stuff besides sports Remington with uh, or other sports besides the normal NBA NFL with UFC and all that and um, hopefully we can get into a little bit of Star Wars Marvel. You got any any Disney plus watching lately or have you seen the new Thor movie yet? No, no I need to have you. It's pretty funny. All right yeah, funny I've heard funny. it's a comedy. It's different. It is a comedy. Yeah, that's for sure. I I think I do... All jokes. Almost all jokes. Yeah. I do like that Marvel is trying stuff outside the box, you know. And once you're just printing money, you can start getting a little interesting. With the horror movie that was, you know, Multiverse of Madness and now comedy and Love and Thunder.
1: We might have to do a movie thing. The July is hot for movies right now. Thor's coming out. There's a movie that just came out with the Russo brothers directing and Chris Evans back starring for him. It's a Netflix movie called The Gray Man. Jordan Peele's got a movie Oh, The Gray out. Man? Oh, okay. Just there's a lot of a lot of big blockbuster movies are coming out mm. and it's, you know, the first time in a couple summers we've been we've been in a pandemic so we yeah. haven't had the full-on blockbuster summer yeah. in a minute. We're kind we're, we're still working our way back obviously, yeah. but we're we're kind of we're kind of there from the blockbusters are back, they're mm. funny now
0: there are also the tv shows with umbrella academy and stranger things back you know netflix trying they're trying they, they've been buying a lot of movies i've seen like random movies every time i open the app there's like some other movie that is on there so netflix is in, a,
1: in an interesting spot because there's been a lot of you know talks in the streaming in the streaming mm-hmm. wars right now they dropped back a couple of spots obviously the stock yep. went down some of the password stuff just a lot of stories of, yeah. surrounding netflix that Spasm. made them take a dip the other problem with Netflix is, you know, they don't have any big franchises or mm. live sports, so they have to build around, you know, individual movies, TV mm. shows, and that stuff really hits in the summer, and we're seeing it now with Netflix. You know, Stranger yeah. Things and Umbrella Academy, super popular. They're getting nominated for Emmys. The, oh, uh, really? I, I, I didn't I, know that. I believe this. I know Stranger Things for sure got, yeah. got nominated. I guess I'm not sure about the Umbrella did No, Academy, I, I didn't, but, I didn't, I didn't you know. You know, both popular, one of them nominated... The Gray Man is supposed to be their franchise, so if that hits, now they have a franchise. They've always had sort of Power of
0: the Dog too.
1: Power of the Dog as That's well. Sure, yeah. They uh, they've always sort of cornered the stand-up comedy market. Mm-hmm. So you know, the Netflix thing is just maybe there's certain times of the years for these streaming services with sports where they you know they'll dominate yeah. the watch cycle. So Dis- uh, Disney gets their spot, you know, with mm-hmm. their Marvel shows. In the summer, it's Netflix' spot. They have their shows, the comedy specials. There's been a ton of them. Like we said, now they, yeah. they branched into the blockbuster movies the last couple years. So I think with the streaming wars, I think this stuff is all like sports. I think there's mm. watch cycles for all these. They're going to dip up and down. And I think Netflix is slowly but surely. I think they're coming back.
0: Yeah, no. I'm not to do a real quick pod on Netflix. But uh, their drama series that they have uh, that are all nominated for primetime Emmys, they got, they got Ozark, Stranger Things, Squid Games. Uh, Better Call Saul. Woo! I mean, that's tough. Is Yellow Jackets on there? I think I think that might be another one. That's the um,
1: the Warriors Summer League team right there. Wiseman, Moody, Pat Baldwin. Just all the heavy hitters.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Netflix kind of making a comeback. Sneaky um, on the rise. Yeah, which is not that crazy considering how much money they've been making. Yeah, it. considering so, it's Netflix. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, let's actually try to end the podcast. That's about it. Check out for other stuff. And yeah, thank you for listening.